so good to be here. And it's like a home away from home. <laughs> and there's a number of reasons uh, that I can, I'm, I'm connected with researchers. Um, the, I would like first like to start with the researchers um, logo here, because my church will be able to connect with that, because uh, the moment we started finishing up our church building, and we wanted to honor every people and church who have contributed toward our, towards our church building, uh, we put up a big, um, uh, like, what do you call, a poster uh, kind of thing, uh, honoring every person who have helped us. And there will be the researchers on the top list. So we put that out for like, um, like two months or three months uh, so that people be able to come and see and then, you know, kind of respect and pray for the ministry. So my church will be very much uh, happy to see that I'm here now, you know. And uh, I'm so happy that uh, I'm able to meet Nathan here. Uh, he was the first one to remember me. I almost forgot him because we met like five or six years before in Kathmandu. Uh, it was a very short, brief moment, like maybe an hour we met over a lunch. And uh, I was surprised that he could remember me. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan, for that such a love. And uh, me, actually, me and my wife, we were... We met with him and Collins and the team there. <clears throat> so today, actually, uh, the, uh, what I want to do is, is twofold. First, I want to encourage church through the word of God that um, God spoke to me uh, to bring to this church this morning. And then the later part would be something that uh, I am involved with, or you will get to see more about like what I am doing currently in Nepal. Um, and actually... Uh, the way that uh, Bella asked me, interviewed me, was the better way to get that, to know more. Uh, I might let you ask me a question so that, uh, you know, it will be more uh, like of exploring together. You know, rather me saying everything because uh, I will mess up you know, what to say and when to say and how to say. Uh, there's a uh, Bible verse that I want to bring to your notice this morning. It's in First Kings chapter 11. Uh, the whole chapter actually is about how Solomon was lifted uh, and he was like at the peak of his, you know, uh, richness, his country. He, has, uh, he was in height. And then there was a downfall that he went into uh, immorality, having lots of wives. And then <clears throat> there's a particular verse that caught my mind uh, where uh, uh, the verse says that um, the verse says the writer compares Solomon with his dad and says that um, he's, uh, he says that you did uh, he did not follow the Lord completely as his father David did. So this is something that caught my mind, and uh, I'm seeing, is, uh, it's like comparing uh, Solomon with David. And uh, I was thinking, what was David like? Was he even able, uh, was he even, uh, he, does he deserve to be compared with Solomon? And I look back his life, uh, he, it was like he was more messed up than uh, Solomon did, you know. Uh, Solomon, we remember of Solomon only having lots of wife and, you know, that's okay compared to David. David had, I could list like five right now, five things that he 
uh, did wrong. He lied to the priest. Uh, I don't know where it is. It's in the Bible. <laughs> he lied to the priest for, for bread, saying that King Saul sent me to get this. And then priest had to give him the bread. Later, when it was found out, he was killed. The, Peter, I mean, the, the priest was killed by Saul. You know, that, the lie. And then uh, he does not stop there. He goes on to do more horrible things in life, like <coughs> uh, the taking off wives of, uh, and then, you know, murdering uh, his uh, Bathsheba's husband and lots of things. Um, and then uh, his parenting was wrong with his son, I know. And then here comes, you did not follow completely like your father David did. And it's kind of like um, there must be something in David that God loved him and honored him, even though he had done a lot of you know, mistakes in his life, a uh, lot of uh, horrible things in life. And then and I tried to ask God, what was that, that God honored David, even though, you know, I only listed you a few things, but there are more things that he did in his life. It was something, it was uh, the heart of David, you know. That's what God actually loves about us, not what we, you know, what we have done uh, in, the, in the past. But as long as our heart is connected and it comes back to him, it, it longs for him. Um, that's where God says he's the man. He's the person after my heart. Um, in my life, <coughs> um, uh, you know, not as bad as David, though, but I would consider similar to him. Uh, you know, there's something in life that you can change to be better, but something you cannot change that is within you. Uh, for example, I come from, you, you, you're aware with the caste system, right? Are you aware with the caste system? Um, so <clears throat> the differences between rich and poor can be changed if you work hard and you know if you got better jobs, that can be changed. That that differences, but the, but the system, some of caste stays with you. Um, you know, um, in Nepal, um, if a stranger goes to a village, new village, and tired and thirsty, and then if you're, you're seeking for water, uh, you know, if some family could offer that, um, you know what, the, the family, the, the house, uh, the, uh, you know, the person comes and asks you, he would not say, are you tired? Or, where are you from? Or, how come you're here? The first question he would ask was, would be like, what's your caste? You know? And that doesn't help. <laughs> You're expecting something warm, welcome, or like water or something. You would say, what's your caste? Or what's your name? Actually, to be nice, they, uh, these days they are very nice to ask, what's your name? With the intention to find out his caste. Because your caste is engraved in your name. So my caste is, is uh, like lower caste, as they call it. I come from the Dalit, uh, the oppressed caste. And then it stays with me, with my daughter, and you know it goes on generation to generation. <clears throat> so that's where I come from. Uh, and uh, in 2013, I got married. I got married to a lady, beautiful lady, 
and she comes from the higher caste. <laughs> and which would not be possible, impossible in the worldly ways if I wasn't in Christ or she wasn't in Christ. But uh, our marriage itself is a testimony that God can break the, these walls as we're singing. He can set free, he can break the chain. So my marriage is a testimony to many people. <clears throat> and then in 2013, I got married, started a new uh, ministry. I left my hometown. You know, leaving a hometown, leaving a parent is common for the women in my, my, my place. Like, after they got married, they, they have to leave their parents, their homes, and go to his uh, husband's home, take up husband's name, you know. Uh, but that was the time I decided to go to a difficult place and start the ministry um, right after the marriage. And it was not easy leaving your parents because I was um, living with my parents even when I was older. So it's very common. My daughter can stay with me as longer as she wants to, even if when she's grown up or 18 or more. So it's very common. Uh, but leaving my hometown, my parents was an emotional moment because I was very much secure. I had a very big church there in my hometown. Um, but I decided, God, I want something uh, great, something new to start from very low. Um, I want to accept that challenge. So my wife and I decided to move out right after uh, a month after I, we got married. And uh, it's a place called Damak. Not a very beautiful place. Uh, uh, it's a very flat plain. And uh, you can see some mountains, some uh, villages, but very, from very far. <laughs> okay. uh, so if you travel to my place, you have to first come to Kathmandu, where there will be lots of uh, people from around the world uh, in the waiting their queue to go to Pokhara, mountain place and or other uh, very tourist destinations so as you uh, change your plane to come over to my place Damak you will be the only uh, I would say pardon me but white uh, <laughs> to come over to travel to my place and not many other people so because uh, if you'd only come uh, if you'd if you'd come you'll only come for me or for the church there you know <laughs> So, yeah, <clears throat> so I'm going to encourage you and then um, I'm going to uh, bring you some uh, beautiful uh, photos that I've uh, made. I'm not a savvy or tech-savvy person, so there will be some uh, glitches in the video, but I want to show you something that uh, what we do. Um, in 2013, this is how we started our ministry uh, going from places to place, villages to villages, uh, sharing God's word. <clears throat> and, you know, as I told you, it was easier back then, uh, meeting people, sharing, uh, you know, giving the gospel booklets to people wasn't an offense back then, uh, you know. It was still a problem, but not as of today. So we did we could, what we could do during those years, um, uh, ministering to people, ministering to kids. And then, uh, this is, well, I love this, <laughs> you know, 
these these days more and more churches have gone to in Nepal I'm saying to inward baptism uh, inside the church uh, but we prefer more uh, giving people baptism on the riverside you know it's, and it's like open uh, testimony say you know speaking out loud that I accepted Jesus so we used to do this <coughs> these uh, brothers are uh, the first uh, you know baptized member uh, of my church and the lady there so this is my first church growth <laughs> that happened in one of the rented room uh, it was just like 10 by 10 uh, size room where we started meeting and then uh, here's my wife um, and my daughter She's now eight, uh, about to be eight, but she was <laughs> very young back then. Uh, this is how we started our mission. And I also have a um, foster daughter, and she's here. Uh, she's now 22 or 23. <clears throat> so this is my family and my church back in Nepal, uh, where we met, where we met every Saturday. So the one room wasn't enough for us because we used to have kids. I, I love how uh, kids are back there or there, you know, <coughs> it's very good. But we used to have everything in one room, youth meeting, church, and then office, everything there. And and then <coughs> we couldn't just uh, continue uh, getting together so crowded in one place. So we needed some bigger space. We prayed we and we prayed and we prayed. Nothing happened. We prayed for like... Lord, give us some resources so that we can begin our building our church. <clears throat> we waited for maybe five, four or five years in the same room until one day God told me that, what do you already have? Look for it. And I said, well, that's a, a challenging and scary thing. What do we have? And I went and looked uh, to my accountant, how much we got? It's very less. And then what God was saying is, what do we have? Start with what we already have. And then um, there came, when I said this word to my church, then the people started saying, oh, I can help with uh, building, uh, making bamboos and cutting bamboos. I can help with that. And then some people came and said, uh, I can help digging the ground. I can help with some bags of cements. You know, so people, kind of small revival, you know, and then, uh, so we began building uh, a small hut a set, uh, and a bamboo set church with tin roof. Uh, that continued about uh, two years, and then because we are not so um, uh, build, we are not a professional builders. We build in a way that it could only last for uh, two years or three years. And every summer, we would scare when it, uh, the rain heavily falls down on the church. We'd be, uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is where we began to build our church. We began searching what we can do. Uh, my wife there and some of my leaders collecting bamboos. And how, this is what people said, what I can do. I can do this and I can do that. Some started painting, some started helping us. And that's the church up there. And then we started meeting. But every time when it rained and, you know, heavy wind, 
my heart would be, I'm, I'm at my home, but I would think about what's happening to my church there, you know, and I would call someone nearby, is it still standing? <laughs> and they would say, yes, it's still standing, Pastor, don't worry. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you. And, uh, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, it was like slightly inclining to, uh, uh, tilting and about to fall. <clears throat> and then, um, by God's grace, I was, uh, my church was able to purchase some land, a piece of land, uh, many years back. It, it was a wise, wise decision to utilize uh, the resources, but we just couldn't build the church. <clears throat> and then when it was about to fall, I put out a word uh, to some of friends, families, if they could help us uh, build the church. And then uh, that's how um, River Church came forward. Uh, you know, and there's particularly one uh, family from my church who went out to Malaysia to work, and then uh, they went to. They used to go to Church of England there, uh, Saint Luke Church, and then they said, uh, "My church back in Nepal is almost falling down. Could you please help us?" And the the leaders from that church wanted to see with their own eyes. <laughs> they were very elderly men. They travel all the way from Malaysia in a small uh, mini car, 12 hours uh, on the road, to just to come and see if that's true. <laughs> and then they did come. They stayed with us. And then uh, with a group of leaders, they said, uh, here's a piece of paper. Draw the, your church, what you, how you want it, it to be. And I said... Oh, I haven't thought about that. What? <laughs> you know, we're only praying, but we're not praying specifically. And he said, draw the picture. And we drew something, you know, like a, a one roof building. And then he said, let's have a prayer and <clears throat> have a prophetic prayer on this. I, and then he started praying. He's just from Church of England, but I, I, I wonder he, he believes that, you know, prophetic prayer. <clears throat> and he prayed. He left. Uh, one year, nothing happened. And then the next year, we heard a news, very bad news, that while he was preaching on Sunday, uh, his heart stopped. He had a, he had attack, and then he passed away then and there. And then <clears throat> this led the church uh, do something that he prayed for Nepal, and then uh, the, the, the support then came in. So it was partly their support, and then there is a part of reverters on that. And that's how we could... Uh, uh, oh, this is the way to my church. Uh, it, this is what it gets when it rains. And, uh, and the church is almost... You know, the water is up inside the church. Uh, you wouldn't find that different, but I would say this is new building, uh, the bamboo, when we just built. It was like two or three... Two, two years later, you know, uh, that's... And then we started constructing our church. That's me <laughs> with long beard. I don't have it because my daughter really missed me. She, wanted, she said, I want to see you, dad. I want to see you real, my dad. <laughs> and then I had to take it off <laughs> for my daughter's sake. Uh, my church back there, eagerly waiting for the building to be completed. So that's the building, River Church. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. And this is where we, we meet currently in this building. Um, 
we have a plan. Uh, actually, I told you we're on the paper. I only built one roof church, okay, back then. But uh, God is wonderful that He helped us to build even more, uh, you know, floor on the top. So currently, on the floor top, uh, it's not finished. The work is still needs to be done. Like uh, no, you, you can see, there's no windows, no doors, and uh, uh, we need some fans going on uh, for the hot weather. So things that still needs to be done. Um, so we need more prayers. Currently, what we are doing on that space on the top is we are starting uh, empowering women, uh, you know, from the neighboring uh, our villages. They come there and get trained. We we've started tailoring uh, machine. You know, they learn some stitching their clothes, um, giving some uh, independent uh, financial independence to the women. Um, so that's going on. We've completed it with 10 ladies, but only six could complete. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's going on. And also we started a uh, two-month Bible school program um, for the leaders. So these are the things that we are continuing. So this is how it looks on the stage of our new church. And uh, this is the Bible school that we run, uh, Ezra Leadership Training. Ah, here it comes. <laughs> I couldn't complete this. <laughs> uh, don't see this. Uh, what we're doing is uh, women's serving training and then Israel Leadership Bible School. Children ministries uh, is something that I wanted to also tell you that <clears throat> my wife is really into kids. Um, she has a heart of kids and she loves kids. And um, uh, we have started free tuition for the kids from the surrounding places. The idea, whole idea is like I was telling you uh, how to share gospel when it's when you are limited by the government. So these are the practical ways to share gospel. So we don't openly say, oh, we are sharing gospel. Do you have a moment? Can I share it with you? So these are the ways that we want to reach out to people. So when people like who don't like church, uh, you know, this is the idea that if they, if they wanted to, you know, do something wrong to church, or they pick up a stone and wanted to throw at the church, I would want them to think, oh, my son is having a free tuition there, or my wife is learning something, life skill there, you know. So that's the idea, uh, and it's working very well. And I, I want you to continue uh, to pray and continue to do what uh, you are still doing, the passion uh, for uh, the chairs uh, that are connected with you. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> oh, just a picture only, no, no words. I've already spoken about this. <laughs> so that's the upper floor, which is unfinished, yet we've utilized that for something good. Particularly this lady, she. <coughs> um, she is a beautiful lady that I baptized, the first, my, my first baptized member of the church. Um, she's married, but in the recent months, uh, her husband and she has some classes and some problem uh, because of the alcohol, you know. Um, <clears throat> he's always with that. <clears throat> so I got a phone call telling, please come right now. Uh, she comes from a small village. And we went. And she was about to, she's, uh, when I, we, we went there, 
she was packing all her bags and luggages to leave her husband right now. But she, for the final time, she wanted us to come and see what we can do. And uh, the problem was that that night, her husband ran, was running after her with, uh, you know, kukuri, the weapon, the knife, uh, after her. You know, she ran somehow to protect her life um, from him. So that's what she told me. Um, <clears throat> so she called me, and, uh, you know, uh, that's a real challenge for, for the leaders. How do you reconcile um, that Bible? Uh, at the other hand, Bible tells, you know, it's good that husband and wife together. But what do you do in that moment? You know, that's a real challenge. And uh, we prayed, we prayed, and... Um, Normally, in Nepal, people, uh, the pastors or leaders would say, you have to stay together because that's the moral of the family and what Bible tells. You have to follow that. You, know, you have to stick together no matter what. You have to obey. You have to you know, uh, uh, come down or you both have to compromise. Uh, but this is something that I, I think I, first time a pastor told you must separate. <laughs> you must stay away. Uh, it's for your life. Um, so <clears throat> she obeyed that. <laughs> whether, I don't know whether people, other people like it or not, but she's staying uh, in the church uh, and uh, started learning the life skill training. Uh, and uh, there was actually a video of sharing her testimony. It's not playing. It's the, the video is in my laptop. The photo is here. <laughs> uh, she's saying that uh, now I will start earning for myself and living for myself. Uh, so this is a testimony of her I wanted to bring up. I think that's uh, pretty much what uh, we're doing. The graduates from tailoring program, the ladies, uh, she's a teacher, she's a believer, uh, and uh, most of them are not Christians yet, um, but... Uh, it's, like, it's like surprising that they are in the church getting a certificate from, uh, there's a Bible verse there, you know. <laughs> uh, I think that's, that's all uh, we do. Uh, if you've got time, uh, you can ask me a question now or later. Uh, back to Paul. Back to Paul. Yeah, yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Isn't that fantastic? Let's, we have just... And, that, and actually, just, just, just to explain, um, Colin, how many, probably how many years ago? Five or so years ago connected? Yeah, 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 five years ago. And um, we were going to go out um, in 2020. I think that trip, John, you were going to come on. Uh, we planned to go and visit BJ in Damak, but it got cancelled because of COVID. Um, and we built up some, some funds over, because as you know, we We've connected into Nepal for many years, and so we'd built up some, some funds. Um, and so what BJ's talking about is some of our funds went to help. So I agree with Colin. So some of it went to the Anadit charity that you know, Millen and Shusma, but some of it went to help, help BJ and his ministry. So um, when Billy sort of asked us to, to help connect in and sponsor BJ to come over to the Pioneer Leaders Conference, I didn't re- really realize. So it's a really nice connection that it was that, it was that church. So let's gather around and pray. And I think, you know, what BJ said around, um, you know, sharing the gospel in an environment where, you know, you're not free and open 
to share the Christian faith. Uh, you have to be very wary uh, of the government. Um, and so let's just come up, let's come up and, and get around and pray for them. Um, that they will be able to continue to find ways of sharing the good news um, and that they, you know, their, their plans and ideas will be fruitful. Yeah, let's pray.